podcast where we hold space for each other in a crazy world sharing our ideas on how to find balance in one's life through yoga and all that comes with it my name is steph and i'm here with my wonderful co-host and friend nicole hello nicole hi steph i was i was hoping for a hey steph (laughs) no i was like i'll tone it down yeah game show game show uh host (laughs) response i love it come on down Thanks for joining us, everyone, today. We have a really interesting topic, which I feel like can, how do I say this, can be connected to just so many different aspects of our lives and we'll probably bounce back between lots of different examples as we discuss it. But this came up actually through through you, Nicole, um, and the situation that you maybe want to share with us um, to start us off in the idea of being a beginner and with that also the concept of beginning again. So again, we'll use a number of different examples to sort of talk about this. But I think the idea here today is to talk about we've all been there. We've all been in in a situation where we've had to begin something again. We've all been that beginner. And just kind of breaking down a little bit what those fears are around beginning something and being in a sort of vulnerable place of beginning, um, you know, whether it be a new job or whether it be a relationship or whether it be maybe a post-relationship, whether it be um, even something like beginning yoga and begin, beginning, beginning, whoa, I couldn't, I said that way too many times, <laughs> being a beginner in something and and how you know, our yoga practice and our meditation and being mindful of being a beginner can help us get over the sort of hurdle of fear that is often often surrounded by it. Wow, I said beginner a lot there in that. <laughs> I know, sentence, I think we're going to say it a lot more probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this came up for me. I'll share, I'll share the story that, and then I immediately texted you like, we got to talk about being a beginner. (laughs) Uh, but it happened because I did a, you know, at home YouTube workout video and it was really hard and I did it thinking it was going to be easier. It was like a low impact, low intensity, you know, 25 minute thing. So it's not like I was going out and doing CrossFit or like a HIT workout. And I got really frustrated when it got hard. I got really annoyed at myself that I couldn't do, you know, what they were doing on the video. And like, don't even get me started on how, as a yoga teacher, we're constantly like, don't worry about what I'm doing, do your own thing. But there was really this frustration and like a feeling in me that I was like, oh my God, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I just, oh, I don't want to do this again. And, and I noticed that in myself and I, and I kept going and I rested when I needed to and, you know, did all of the things that, that we should um, do to give ourselves a little bit of grace when we're trying new things. But I think what, when I sat with it and was like, wow, why did that really bug me? Like that really kind of got under my own skin. <laughs> <laughs> I got under my own skin. And it was because, so, you know, I'm starting, starting a more active 
routine, I guess you could say. I mean, starting is maybe a little too generous of a term at this point, but, you know, really feeling in my body like I want to get back into feeling good doing cardio, feeling strong, being able to like do a push up, like the pretty basic things. But I think what was really bugging me was in that video, which I came into thinking, cool, this will be a nice, gentle way to ease back into stuff that will eventually become a little bit more high intensity. I was remembering how I was, you know, let's say a year ago or two years ago or five years ago, whatever, when doing something like that, doing a video like that would have been so easy. That would have been like a warm up. And so part of what I felt was, I can't believe I'm here again. (laughs) It's going to take forever to get to where I was. And definitely a little bit of like, ugh, what's the point? Even though I know that that's not that's not true. I know the point. And and the point for me is to really like feel strong. That is genuinely the feeling that I want to cultivate. And it would, it just struck me. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like learning my own lessons <laughs> in real time. Let's talk about them on the podcast. So yeah, that was kind of what came up for me. And, and I think it's, it would be interesting to talk about you know, what struck me as interesting was I I can also remember when I was a beginner in yoga and I didn't have any frame of reference to compare my experience to because I literally had never done it before. So everything in that place felt exciting and fun. And the challenge was good because I was literally learning something I hadn't learned before. But then this experience being a beginner again or beginning again, when I had already you know, previously known what I was doing, previously could have gone through a workout like that with relative ease. Uh, That felt a lot harder to be a beginner round two. (laughs) What what do you feel the hardest part about it was? Do you feel, you know, because oftentimes when we use yoga as an example and you're beginning, you're a beginner at a yoga class and naturally you're going to do what the teacher tells you not to do is look around at other people. You're going to feel vulnerable because you're putting yourself in, you know, particular postures that are maybe difficult and a little bit vulnerable by nature. You may get the attention of the teacher and they may correct you. You know, there's so many things that are happening. Whereas the example that you're giving us here in that you're in your own home, no one can see you, no one's looking what what so what what was it can you like put a, a word to the particular you know difficulty that you were facing if i would put a word on it it would be uh this is this is not a very nice word to say to myself but it would be like a, a feeling of like being in, inadequate mm. and i like that you brought up that example of being a beginner in a group setting where there may be people of different like levels or experience all practicing together and, you know, looking around and comparing yourself. And for me, you know, being at home, doing a YouTube workout video, like so many of us are trying to do um, during the pandemic, I mean, it was just me, right? So it, it was me comparing myself actually to an older version of me, mm-hmm. to the version of me that could do something like that without needing to take a long break or without getting annoyed at myself. And so I think, I think part of the interesting 
process that I went through was that the challenge in that moment felt like a, a real struggle rather than a challenge that was exciting or like felt like I was opening up to something new. And, you know, it's interesting because I talk about this actually in the fearless heart method where like we can approach any situation with expansiveness and that takes practice. And so in that moment when I was, you know, not able to do like the third rep or whatever, I was not being expansive in my thinking. (laughs) I was like, no, oh my God, this is the worst. Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stop the video. I didn't stop the video and I'm glad I didn't, you know, and that's where it's like so hard between like figuring out, okay, am I, am I getting in my own way a little bit or is this genuinely a need that I I have to like scale it back or stop? And for me, I, I know myself well enough to know that that was definitely just my ego having a little bit of a tantrum Mm -hmm. that, I was doing something that felt really hard, but my mind thought, well, it shouldn't be this hard. So, so you should stop shitting on yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> something that comes up for me when, when you're describing this particular example is beginning again really speaks to shedding the former self and by also doing and by doing that also shedding the ego which I admit is a lot easier said than done but when I think about something in a more extreme in extreme way so for example you are in a situation I'll use a personal example of mine you go through a you know a difficult breakup and you're starting again right you're starting again in lots of different ways, which we won't go into all of the details. But in a sense, you're starting from scratch. You feel like you've shed everything and you have to start over again. You have to learn how to be part of the society. You have to learn how to, you know, really simple things. And that's anything that's, you know, a, a breakup is just one of the many examples when someone goes through something traumatic, whether it be, you know, traumatic from a mental perspective or traumatic, obviously, physically, you have to learn everything again. So it's almost like a a sense, as I said, like a shedding of what once was and starting fresh, which in some ways can feel extremely daunting. But to your point, if you're seeing it from an expansive perspective, then it seems more exciting than it does daunting. Yeah. I love that. I just actually put a quote on my page that said, shedding the former self. Because I think what was happening for me too in that moment was almost like my former self would have been judging my current mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of, totally. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, uh, are, can you, are you really getting tired right now? Like, are you sure that you can't do another <laughs> jumping jack? Because it seems like you should be able to do that. Mm. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, if I, if I bring it back to, yeah, other experiences where being a beginner felt easier. I think it really is, for me at least, tied to having less expectation of what it was going to be like, which is interesting because we did a podcast episode all about letting go of expectations. But when, you know, when I am a beginner, when I don't really know what, what lies ahead, you know, I can, another example that's coming to mind is like, you know, starting a business, for example, 
you kind of have an idea of the things that you might do when you start a business, but there's constant challenge mm. in figuring out like what's the next thing to do? What's going to happen if you put this new thing out? How are you going to talk? Like learning all of the time, I feel like as a new business owner. Mm. But I, I very rarely in that space am I like, oh, you should be, you should know how to do this because I'm, I look at it and I'm like, well, of course I don't know how to do this. I've never done it before. Mm. So it's definitely like there's, there's something there where, yeah, the expectation being layered into beginning something again when you already have either gone through it before or you've thought you've overcome it and then surprise, you know, there's still some attachment there or there's still some Absolutely. ego there or there's still some judgment there. Well, it's just a reminder as well, something that we, we speak about a lot is that nothing is linear. Mm -hmm. And we know that if you get into a habit or a routine of running four or five times a week and then you go on a six-month hiatus for whatever reason, which is not important, and then you go back to it, naturally, your body is not prepared to all of a sudden go and run four to five times a week. We know that with practice and consistency that we can build ourselves back up to these spaces, which is what you were really experiencing when you mentioned your first example about doing your exercise routine. But we think of everything in a, if I do this, I will have success or on the opposite of that failure. But we don't think of it as a cyclical process that, you know, we can go back and back and back and back and back. And every time we'll go maybe a little bit more forward and then we'll move back again and we'll maybe do a little bit more and then we'll go back again. But it's not, we're going to go forward, go forward, go forward and never have any steps backwards or any steps, I guess. I, I, I'm making like circular hand gestures as I realize no one can see me, but you know, we're circling backwards. We're not taking a step back in a negative way, but it, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a math equation. It's not, I do this and I will equal that or, and, and, and it will always be that way because everything takes practice and it's a vulnerable place to begin something again. And we don't really practice vulnerability that much, which again is a, maybe a whole other topic that we'll save for another, um, save for another episode. But I often find, as much as it's really scary to begin again, and or to be again be a beginner at something, when I look back in hindsight, all those experiences I've had have been very humbling at the same time. So I think putting yourself in a position of of, of a beginner can be a very kind of vulnerable and scary place. But if you, again, if you practice it, if it's something that you look at in a more expansive way, as you've mentioned, the more you can take away from it. And, and I think often I am very humbled by being a beginner at things. I'm not saying I find it easy being a recovering, not so recovering perfectionist. I obviously don't find it to be a comfortable space. I often think about the, you know, moving to a new country and learning a new language. And it's just kind of a constant state of being uncomfortable because you just don't really know how to do anything. And you're like, wait a minute, in my own country, in my own language, going to the post office is really easy. Going to the pharmacy is like a piece of cake. And now all of a sudden, I feel like I'm a small child having to learn all this all over again. And mm. I 
in hindsight, find it very humbling that I was able, that I, that I did that and I was able to do that and I came out the other side. But it's, again, it's not linear. It's not like now those things are never difficult. And it's not like there's not things that I'm not, you know, that I'm not learning. Um, it's sometimes I slack off or I, yeah, I'm not practicing my French or I go the easy route instead of going right to the, you know, to the source of something because I'm a bit embarrassed and or I find it a little bit scary and I'm in a vulnerable place. But again, it's not, it's not a linear process that all of a sudden I'm going to arrive and be like, oh, okay, I know how to do everything now in this other language, in this other country. It's like, it's almost like every day you're kind of beginning a little bit again. And it gets easier, mm. obviously, but that's because I practice it. Yeah. Kind of I love what you said it. about it being humbling. <laughs> no, that was like, the when, as soon as you said it's a humbling experience, I was like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's actually the, that's exactly the reminder that I needed because... If I'm not being humbled, <laughs> which I was not, um, what's there is actually that I need to get it right. And I think, you know, if we approach doing something new, like you, uh, like you, how you mentioned perfectionism, right? If we approach being a beginner or starting something again for, for a long after a long break, or if it's been a while, there's this need to feel like I have to get it right. And if I'm not getting it right, then is it really worth it? Mm -hmm. And I think there was definitely some of that playing into my workout because I'm thinking, well, if I'm not, I have to get it right. I have to make sure I do all of the things and I do them well. And then if I'm not able to do them all, then it's not worth it. Then I shouldn't do it at all. That was exactly what my brain was was doing. But that like goes, you said, if mm, it's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that really reminds me of what we had been speaking about recently in, a, in our previous episode where... Well, if, if I'm only going to do 10 minutes of meditation or if I'm only going to do two minutes of yoga, that's not worth it. Mm. But who dictates that? Mm -hmm. And how do you even quantify it? Yeah. And so if, it's, if I let myself be humbled by not being able to do something or not being able to get it right or do it exactly how I think it should be done, then... There's such a beautiful softening there for me. You know, like I'm really kind of melting into my seat right now, just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> and I think it takes me back into remembering that it is, that it's the journey, right? It's so, it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. There is no finish line. All of these wonderful um, aphorisms that we use, but having, having the space to experience whatever's happening in that moment and to, let the beginner state, let the beginner feeling be free of any confinement or restriction or expectation to the best of our ability. Obviously, that's way easier said than done. But because really, when we're talking about doing something, starting something new, whether it's net new or whether it's beginning something again, you know, if we look at like, like, like you mentioned a child, if we see a child learning, we want to encourage that. We want to encourage them to try and to make mistakes and to cheer them on. And, you know, I'm remembering myself struggling through basically every math class that I ever had to you do. And, both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the frustration of that, mm. and certainly not a whole lot of reward, I have to say. <laughs> mm, nothing. No, just um, a really bad note on my report card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, there's something much more patient about approaching being a beginner as a, you know, with a kid as opposed to an adult. And yet, I think that that really plays into this idea that we should have our we should have it all figured out by now. You know, we should be able to know how to do life because we're adults. Mm. But actually, if we know how to do everything right, that's probably really boring and we're probably not really living our life to the fullest, I would say. Absolutely. I two things have come up for me in in what you were just mentioning. I think so much about being a beginner has to do with your ego. So you mm-hmm. have less, a lot less of an ego when you're a child. So it's a little bit easier to be in that beginning, beginner space. As you get older, you know, in your teens and 20s and even, you know, into your 30s, it's still a little bit, it's getting, you know, it's quite a bit rockier because your ego is in its full force and you're learning how to navigate in the world as an adult and it's very scary and we have a lot of pressure on ourselves specifically. And then as you get older, I think there's probably a sort of liberation and you hear oftentimes people starting brand new things once they've retired. Mm-hmm. And I can guess that there are probably isn't that same amount of self-destructive, you know, <laughs> internal dialogue that, that, you, that people are having at that age when they're learning how to do something new. I think you're probably right. I mean, we'll have to report back. We in, will have to report back. You know, 40 years. <laughs> yeah. To be continued. To be continued. Um, the other thing that you mentioned that was really refreshing or a great reminder was that it's not linear and that being in the cyclical, I think even if I'm thinking of it as as a cycle and now I'm spinning my hands in air, um, <laughs> <laughs> but even in that place, you can never go back to who you were because even if you feel like you're taking a step back, you're still taking a step back from a new place. So it's not like we can time travel and be exactly who we were back then. There's Mm. so many new levels of experience and understanding and, and wisdom and lessons and all of the things that even if we find ourselves back at what we think is square one, it's actually not really square one. It might feel like that because we're having to repeat the same steps that we did. But even if we're repeating the same steps, we're bringing new information and new experience to those steps. Mm -hmm. I think part of giving ourselves more grace around being that beginner is, is to, rather than thinking of that taking a step back as being, oh, I've like regressed, it's actually more just... I'm revisiting something and I have a new, (laughs) I've got some newness to bring to that. Mm -hmm. I think beginning again, really, or being, being, beginning again or being a beginner also speaks to living in the present, living in the present self. Because as you said, you know, going, looking backwards is not very helpful because we're not the same person we were five years ago, 10 years ago, six months ago, and we won't be the same tomorrow. And I think, I think of an example when I first moved here about a year into living in France, I was a bit lost and feeling like, oh gosh, yeah, all of these things are really difficult. Again, I felt like I was beginning again, you know, period. Um, 
And I decided to go back to what I knew that I loved, which was classical ballet. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do a couple of classes and see if I enjoy it. And I mean, this is something I did all of my childhood up until the age of 18. This, this, this could be an anchoring thing for me. And I started taking classes. I swore and cried for a couple of hours after every single class <laughs> at myself. <laughs> and I didn't continue. And I'm, not, I, I'm certainly not sitting here telling the story because of its negative connotation. But all to say is that I learned a lot in the experience and that I'm not the same person I was when I was 18. I'm not the same person I was certainly when I began um, doing ballet or when I, or when I finished it. And there are certain limitations that we, that exist within us from a physical perspective, from a mental perspective. I'm never going to be a calculus um, scholar because I just mentally, I'm not capable of doing it, um, nor am I interested. And it was interesting going back to something like classical ballet, which is arguably very difficult on your body anyway, and something that requires a lot of conditioning. And yes, I probably could have continued working at it, working at it, working at it, and gotten to a place where I wasn't swearing after every class um, and breaking into tears. But it was a, there was a certain level of acceptance in that beginning again this particular practice at that particular age with this particular type of body that I had at that age it just wasn't serving me. And it, it took, uh, you know, a little bit of reflecting and a bit of work to accept that, that, okay, I'm not a failure because I'm not able to do this anymore. How about I take an approach where instead of beginning this again, I'm going to begin something else and be curious mm -hmm. in a different way. And interestingly enough, I think I mentioned this in in our, in our season one, um, one of our first episodes, that's what drove me to move to practicing more yoga. Mm -hmm. Acceptance is hard. Acceptance is Shedding the ego hard. is hard. <laughs> yeah, none of this is, is easy or particularly fun. <laughs> but that's such a beautiful example too because I think it really speaks to sometimes we have an idea about, oh, if only I kept up with ballet, I could have, you know, totally be whatever. Or, you know, if only I kept up with my fitness, I would be like so strong. And so, you know, mm. it just lifts stuff easily. <laughs> <laughs> but having, having the courage to actually go back and revisit that too, you know, mm. and to learn from that because I think sometimes we get caught up in the past and we don't actually do anything about that. We just kind of like dream about the way it was. Mm. We get caught up. We indulge in the idea about how we think it would have been if we kept doing it. So it's so great that you went, you were like, yeah, I, I love this thing. And, and you might not have realized it at the time, but you had an idea about wanting to revisit a, a passion that you loved and and then feeling the frustration of not being able to really pick it up where you left off. But in that process of actually going back, becoming the beginner again, having the awareness to see like, oh, actually, like, this isn't what I want anymore. Now that I've, now that I've done it, you know, because I believe that if you really loved it, that you probably would have kept it up. But having the acceptance that, you know, this isn't what I love anymore. And that's okay. Right. 
That's exactly and that what only I was, comes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That only comes from, from doing it. You couldn't, I don't think you could have had that acceptance if you never went back to try classical ballet again, you might still be sitting here being like, Oh man, I can't believe I dropped ballet. Mm. You know, you know, it's funny. We, we don't, we don't start and stop things for no reason. And obviously mm-hmm. hindsight makes understanding why we do things a little bit easier. And sometimes they're not good, you know, quote unquote, good reasons or bad reasons, but it, it's, we don't live in a vacuum. I mean, things just, we don't just start or stop something on a whim, you know? And so I think I was reminded of why I didn't practice ballet anymore. And that was okay. Or why do we always continue to come back to certain, you know, to certain activities or certain projects or, you know, I, I just, I think there's so much that's happening when we make those decisions. And when we, you know, when we put ourselves in those vulnerable positions and I take away from this particular, you know, discussion on, on beginning again or being a beginner that approaching it from a place, as you mentioned, of, of, of expansiveness and curiosity, I think really takes the weight off of being a beginner mm-hmm. slash again. Agreed. My takeaway is like, I feel like I have a new mantra, which is <laughs> let yourself be humbled. <laughs> like that is like, I felt that in my core when you <laughs> said it. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I need to happen here because I definitely was having a, my ego was having a bit of a fit, mm-hmm. which, you know, again, we're human. Right. And so I think it's about not letting the ego have the fit like, or have it, give, give it its space to like throw its little tantrum, have the pity party if you need to. But don't stay there long, you know. That's ultimately not going to be the thing that helps move you move you forward, so to speak. Um, even though, again, it's not linear, but staying in the place where, where you're just feeling bad about yourself or you're shooting all over yourself or whatever, you know, whatever other inner dialogue that comes up and makes you feel kind of less than... Yeah, so for me, let yourself be humbled is like medicine for my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel in, you know, based on the discussion we've had and the experiences that you've had, you know, even the example that you gave or maybe others, do you think that it's more difficult to be a beginner and put yourself in that vulnerable position? Or do you feel like it's more difficult um, and a struggle to begin something again? I think it's harder, in my experience, to begin something again. I think, like I said, around uh, having an expectation of what it was like in the past. But I think I think it depends on the person. And, and I think it's easier to be a beginner when we're excited about something, too. Kind of like you said, like, if we're starting a new, going on a new adventure or starting a new chapter, there's like that nervous excited. Because you don't really know what it's going to be or what's going to unfold and we never really know but if we're beginning something again we we are holding on to the past of what it was and we're sort of thinking that that's going to be how it's going to how it's going to be but you know even linking back to what you said around presence and something as simple as as our meditation practice 
you know, anytime the mind wanders, right? Where we could either, the contracted response would be like, oh, God, I can't believe your mind is wandering again, Nicole. Get I it never together. Never do that. No, <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> um, whereas the, like, the expansiveness is like, all right, I saw the mind wander, coming back. Saw the mind wander, I'm coming back. And like, even that, even in those little flashes of moments, which it really is, it's like milliseconds sometimes. But that is a, a beginning again and again and again. And if if we had to do that <laughs> again and again and again, and we were screaming at ourselves or and our ego was having a fit, I mean, that would make for a pretty unpleasant meditation, mm. I would say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think how how are we like weaving this into like in practice? It really is about that um, as to the best that we can using the skills of of non-judgment and awareness and acceptance and patience and letting go of of the expectation or the ego around it I think that's really where being able to be a beginner whether it's net new or whether it's beginning something again will have a different quality and will feel I think it'll feel a little bit more I mean balanced for lack of a better better word right we won't go through those like huge highs and lows of of extreme emotions it might be like okay cool all mm-hmm. right that didn't work out the way i thought it would i'm gonna keep going what a relief yeah. what a relief being able yeah to, being able to approach it in that sense yeah i think so too you know what's really ironic this past week before you sent me a message about this particular episode I have been listening to the soundtrack of a film called Begin Again. No. Yeah. All week. I love that. <laughs> it was in the stars. It certainly was. Well, thank you. I'm actually beginning something for the first time uh, this, part, this, part, this, uh, this week as well. I have decided to try learning Italian. Oh, fun. Which scares me because I know very, very little and feel I am incapable of speaking Italian, but I am going to shed my ego a bit and I'm going to be humbled by this experience and yeah. I'm going to try anyway. I love it. So maybe next. I want to say good luck, but I feel like <laughs> have fun or... <laughs> enjoy <laughs> next time i'll learn how to say good luck in italian and we'll be yeah great <laughs> perfect thanks so much steph for for this wonderful conversation and for yeah, giving you. my soul some medicine i needed that today <laughs> thanks everyone until next time bye